going to pray for us, and then I'll get into some preliminary remarks, and then uh, pass the mic off to those who are going to help present this morning. Um, glad y'all are here. This is fun. Um, loving hearing you talk and increase the volume in here. It's good. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you that you have loved us before the foundation of the world and that you are at work in the world to spread your glory. And your work is so powerful that our rebellion against you couldn't stop it. We thank you that you in your love and by your power have overcome sin and are continuing to spread your glory throughout the world. And now you even continue to use us. So would you help us to think more about you, to want what you want, and to follow your leading. And we pray this for your glory, Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. You know, this is a really fun moment in the life of our church, something that we've been thinking about and working on for a long time. Uh, there is lots of excitement around what we're thinking about doing and what we hope to do into the future. And I know that there's nervousness, and that is not only expected, but that is appropriate. Anytime that you talk about change, anytime you talk about doing something new, that should always be accompanied with an ever-deepening faith and open hands. Let me tell you our agenda this morning. Uh, we are going to communicate a good amount of material. Uh, we are going to tell a little bit about the why and the how and what we want you to be doing. Uh, then we will have a handout for you that is uh, hopefully anticipate a lot of FAQs, frequently asked questions. So that booklet will have those in it, um, at least the ones we've been able to anticipate. Also, uh, it will have in that booklet a, a map for parking. There will also be in that little booklet um, anticipated needs that we have and an opportunity of how you can uh, volunteer to meet those needs that we think that we'll have as we move uptown. Um, Alexandra is going to say more about this at the end, um, but just in case you were wondering, we're not planning on having a time for Q&A this morning. Uh, we want to communicate the information, and, and then we want to distribute the handout that we have, uh, and then we want you to have time to read it and to think about it uh, and to process what we're saying and what we've been thinking about. Uh, and even though we're not having a Q&A th this morning, uh, you all have a standing invitation uh, to talk with us about anything that we have presented. Um, with that said, I'm going to start off with Bruce. Good morning. If I act nervous, I am. Okay. First of all, um, this is going to sound somewhat like a mini-sermon. And I'm sorry, but it's a message God gave to me. It's a message God implanted on my heart. Um, and I'm going to tell you why I believe we should go uptown. This. A couple weeks ago, my 89-year-old mother sent me a YouTube video. Yeah, she watches YouTube. Okay. And it was from a, a friend of ours, a pastor in a church that I actually grew up in, that had gone on to a seminary, and he was saying farewell to his graduating class. He was retiring, and they were graduating. 
And he started his message off, his opening words with, you are what you see. And I thought, this guy's gone nuts. I see a chair, I see a tree, I see all these things. What does he mean? He said, you are what you see. Then he opened his Bible and started with the parable of the Good Samaritan. And he said, and I'm going to shorten this up very short. He said, the priest saw him, the Levite saw him, the Samaritan saw him. The word's the same all the way through. Then he said, you are what you see. Now remember, none of these people, none of the three, saw what happened to this individual. We have the story. They did not. Okay? So what did each of them see? Interestingly enough, I asked co-workers of mine, as we talked about this parable, some churched, some unchurched, said, what do you think they saw? One said, first man probably had somewhere he had to be. So he kind of ignored it. He kind of walked on by it. The second one said he did not want to give time to help. Third one said, well, he got himself into this mess. He can get himself out of it. Interesting thoughts, isn't it? Then one of them said, I think it's a racial thing. This is our community speaking about this parable. Their responses cut very deep in my heart. As I said, this message spoke to me because I have said and believed all of these things in my heart. But through the work of God, he opens our eyes. So what did the Samaritan see? He saw somebody that God placed in his path. He saw a neighbor in need. Now needs come in obvious ways and sometimes they're not so obvious. But that's what the Samaritan saw. And we know the story of how he reacted to it. And he did what he needed to do. How do you unpack the statement, you are what you see? What does it look like to you? Well, how does it apply to CPC going uptown? Well, I see opportunities for meeting different people, opportunities to share the gospel, opportunities to engage in mercy ministry. And I'm really excited. God's put this in our path. Now, the message from God at the end of this chapter was, and what he said to the lawyer was to go and do likewise. So I got to thinking about that. What does this look like? And you got to remember the question in the very beginning. The lawyer stood up. He asked Jesus. He said, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He told him to do what was written in the law. Does anybody remember what that is? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. What did the lawyer turn around and then ask him? 
Who's my neighbor? Then the parable came out. It was interesting to me that the lawyer was asking this question, how can I show the community that I'm a Christian? And what God said, first of all, is to love him. So the lawyer was looking at this as a rule. Jesus is about a relationship. And so when the relationship takes over your life, the result is of God. So when we talk about going uptown, I'm excited that God has put this on our path so we can see his result. Thanks, Bruce. I'd love for us to take a step back for a moment and widen the lens and widen our perspective as we think about this together. Um, Let's think about one of the most precious truths that we have and that we believe, Uh, and that's this. We believe God is at work. He's not waiting for us to do something and then he would approve us or whatever it is. He doesn't work that way. God is at work and he's always been at work. At the end of the book of Acts, which if you stop and think about it for a moment, the New Testament itself wouldn't make a whole lot of sense if we didn't have the book of Acts. We might wonder how in the world did the gospel start in Jerusalem and then flip over in Rome? What? How did that happen? God has given us the book of Acts for a whole lot of reasons. And one of the things that's in that book, particularly at the end, you might remember the Apostle Paul in chapter 28 is in Rome and he's been there two years. He's basically under house arrest. And this is how the book of Acts ends. It says that Paul talked to everyone that he could about Jesus and the kingdom of God with all boldness and without hindrance. The guy that said that was under house arrest. What in the world did he mean by that? When you think about that part of Paul's life at the end of Acts, As we sit here this morning, 2,000 years later, we are the evidence that these things are true. God's word has gone forward with all boldness and without hindrance throughout the whole world, from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, which in the first century, that's North Carolina. That's us. Why do we want to embark on this adventure of starting a second site that we hope will lead to a second church? I want to tell you three reasons. When you think about what is said at the end of Acts, what has been unhindered for 2,000 years is the gospel. It can't be chained. It can't be stopped. It will accomplish everything that God intends. Everything. And we believe this with all of our hearts. The gospel is God's power. That's the first reason why we want to go uptown. The gospel is God's power. The plan for God's people has always been to make much of the planner. That is Jesus. That has always been what God wants for us. And that's the driving force of this endeavor. We want to make much of Jesus. We believe that the gospel is God's power. Two, 
God compels us to move toward people. This is the way Jesus relates to us. He moves toward us. He doesn't wait on us to clean up. He doesn't wait on us to come to him. He pursues us simply because of his love. To localize that, it is a unique time in Uptown. There is growth in population, in business, and investment. Revitalization and intentional development of downtown Greenville is well underway, and it will continue for the indefinite future. And we think about the next 30, 50, 100 years in this part of the country, we don't know of a more strategic place to be. The essential challenge of the New Testament, when you read it and think about it, to put this all together, is not so much sharing our faith, as important as that is, it's planting new churches. It's sharing our faith in order to build churches, plant churches, and strengthen churches. Three, we feel called to expand our gospel presence. Pursuing a second site uptown fits the vision of our church, of loving God and loving people and loving the city. We are already invested in uptown via your jobs, your investments, our investments in campus, our investments in relationships that we have with people. And we see a second site as the natural momentum of where we are already invested and what we are already doing. Remember, God doesn't so much have a mission for his people as he does a people for his mission. Green light means go. I hope you are excited to be part of a congregation that is looking to move towards people. I hope that really, really excites you. That we are not content to be stagnant or still, but that we are looking to expand and be part of a church planting movement. That is a tremendous gift that our leaders are looking in that direction. And so I hope that that thrills you um, and that you are gonna be eager to be part of making this a reality. Um, Okay, so if God is at work and he's called us to move towards people, how are we going to make that happen practically? We believe that launching a second site is um, the wisest and easiest step to move in that direction. From what I've been told, this vision even precedes our current pastoral team. This is something that God has been stirring in the life of our congregation for a long, long time. And if you are new to Christ Prez, this may not resonate with you, but for those of you who have been here for a while, you may remember that in 2016, we were looking at the Cupola building. Does that ring a bell to some of you guys? Yeah? Okay. That was part of a larger process of trying to identify a piece of property that we could use to have a presence uptown. And so we've been working, particularly our elders and pastoral team, we've been working for years to find the right spot to have a presence uptown. So this is not new. This is something that God has been churning and birthing in our hearts as a church for a long time. 
Our elders have been talking about this as they have met for years. They've been praying, processing, um, discussing what it might look like to have an uptown presence. Our deacons have been involved more recently. Our deacons have been uptown to the site of our, um, of our launch. They have assessed the, the property. They have been planning for how they can have a presence both here and in uptown. And then more recently, towards the end of spring, we launched a logistics committee. And so staff and congregants have been meeting weekly, um, faithfully, to try to work through all the logistics and plans that, going in, that go into launching the second site. So communications, advertising, set up, tear down, programming, worship, all the components that go into making it a smooth transition. We have tried to be working diligently on the front end to make that happen as smoothly as possible. Um, as our leadership has looked at the possible sites of where we could meet, we ended up honing in on the State Theater, which is a new facility. It's renovated within the last year. It's a beautiful facility. It's um, 110 West 5th Street, if you're looking for the address. It is nestled in between um, Winslow's and, yes. So lots of eating options. Hello, Sunday lunch. Um, so it's a great location right in the heart of Uptown. Um, lots of community activity in and around that area. So we feel really good about um, that site. We have signed a one-year lease with the State Theater. Um, this summer we officially signed a lease. Um, so we have a commitment to the theater. But also, if we decide that this is not the best site for us, we also have the freedom to break that lease at the cost of one month's rent. So we're looking to spend at least a year there, but if we get in there and we decide that's not the best place for us to meet, we have the flexibility to move in another direction as the Lord opens doors. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, so how do we launch this second site that we have been planning for, preparing for, praying for? Well, the first thing we have is a launch date. So mark your calendars. September 1st is going to be our first Sunday being Christ Prez in two locations. And so on um, Sunday, September 1st, we will have a 9 o'clock service here in Winterville. And then we will have an 11 o'clock service in Uptown. And then that schedule will, will be for the foreseeable future. 9 o'clock here, 11 o'clock in Uptown. Our intention is that the services that are here and the, the service here and in Uptown will be very, very similar. It's not going to be a traditional service here and a contemporary service there. Um, as much as possible, we want to have the same worship, the same sermon, the same feel apart from the buildings being very different. We want it to be as similar a worship experience as possible, regardless of which site you decide to attend. Um, also, communications will be the same, so it'll be the same bulletin. Um, wherever you decide to attend, you'll get the same communications. You'll be part of the weekly email loop. You'll have access to the website, which has been updated, so you should check it out, ChristPres.com. Um, it looks really, really good, so go team who was involved with that, ChristPres.com. Seriously, go check it out. Um, parking, you may be wondering about parking. You may be unfamiliar with parking uptown, which is um, completely a, a normal question. There are lots of spots. We have identified 170 spots within a three minute walk from the theater. Included in your handout that you're gonna get at the end of our presentation is a map. And it lists, right in the center is 
the CPC Uptown site, and it has all the possible parking spots, one of which is the large um, umbrella, market, umbrella market parking lot that you might be aware of. Um, so we don't anticipate parking being an issue. All right, what does this launch mean for programming? Um, obviously, we're gonna have to flex a little bit. Um, here's what will stay the same. Nursery. Nursery will be offered in both locations, zero to four. So if you have a child that fits in that age range, we will have accommodations for them to have nursery. Small groups. We are not planning to change small groups at all. If anything, we're hoping that this uptown presence will give us the capacity to form more small groups, but we're not asking any of our small groups to change. Youth group will remain the same and we'll incorporate youth from both the Winterville and the uptown site. And then Bible studies will continue as they currently are with, again, the hope that as we are building relationships uptown that perhaps we could even add more Bible studies in the uptown area and certainly connected to the people living and working in uptown. Here's what will change temporarily. Sunday school will take a one semester break. So we will not have Sunday school here or uptown for one semester. And the heart behind that is that we would give ourselves some space and some grace to transition well. Um, if we have Sunday school, that means that the teachers would have a hard time being able to access both locations. And so we want to free up space and resources and energy so that whether you're teaching, whether you're attending Sunday school, you have a lot of margin to experience both services so that you have the best idea of what might be the best fit for you and your family. Um, our intention is to start back in the spring. So in January, our intention is to have Sunday school here after the service. I'm assuming that's just an assumption. We'll see, okay, scratch that. Um, we will have Sunday school, and then our intention is to have Sunday school uptown as well. Children's church will also take a break for one semester, and so if your kids are older than four years old, they will be in the service with you. We are hoping to resume that as soon as possible, but that really will depend on how quickly we transition and get everything in place um, and have enough people to help make that happen. And so um, our hope is that it can come back within a semester, but we are not making any guarantees on that. So some of you may be sad about this transition and the temporary break. And if you are, then I would encourage you to rejoice and be glad because you have programming that you're gonna miss. Um, you have teachers that are pouring into your lives that you are sad to not have. And so I wanna recognize that and say that's an opportunity, yes, opportunity for us to be grateful for our church and for what we're providing. Um, but I also wanna encourage you to funnel that energy into serving. Um, again, we're, we are intentionally taking a break to give people space to try out both locations, but also to serve. And so we wanna encourage you to consider attending one service and serving in another. Um, you'll have some time in between, and so we feel like you have enough margin to comfortably attend one service and serve in another. So we hope that you will consider doing that. So how can you be involved? Obviously, we want you to, to pick a site to attend. Um, we wanna give you the flexibility and the freedom to try both services, and certainly if, if there is a Sunday where it works better to attend one service over the other, you always have the freedom to do that. But our assumption is that eventually you will settle one place to the other. 
Um, and so as you're thinking about which site that you may want to settle in, we want to encourage you, first of all, just to pray, to ask God where he might have you and or your family. Um, we want you to remind yourself of the vision that God has given our church to move towards people. And so if that excites you, um, we hope that you will consider trying out both to be part of our church expanding into Uptown. Our leadership is more than willing, very happy to sit down and talk with you to help you process through this transition and give you as much information that we have on the differences between the two sites and what might be a good fit for you. So please always feel free to reach out to the leadership of this church. And again, you have complete freedom, particularly within the first semester of No Sunday School, to try either site. So we hope that um, that freedom and that margin will give you space to recognize what might be a, a better fit for the long haul. We obviously are gonna need more help. Um, in some ways, we're doubling our volunteer needs. And so, as you can imagine, we're gonna need people to step up. And hopefully, um, again, as you're excited about this vision, as you are grateful for a church that has a heart to move towards people, you're gonna be willing to, to be inconvenienced and to serve. And so our immediate needs, especially as we think about this launch date of September 1st and this first semester, are gonna be in three areas. Nursery, worship teams, set up and tear down. And so those are gonna be our most pressing needs in order to make the launch a smooth one. Um, nursery, worship team, set up, tear down. Our future needs are going to be Sunday school, children's church, and then launching new Bible studies and small groups. And so again, I want you to consider um, at least one way that each of you could be involved in this process. I don't want you to feel like if you're staying in Winterville that you don't have any ownership in the success of our Uptown launch. This is something that we are doing as a church family at large, and so I really hope that you will find a way to be involved, to participate, um, to pray with us as we move in this direction that God is leading us. In your handout that you're going to get, you are going to get a list of particular prayer needs, and I know Ken is going to walk through some of that with you. Again, would you join us in prayer? Would you ask God to bless this endeavor? Um, would you ask him to give us favor with those who are uptown? Would you ask him to allow us to reach um, those who don't know Jesus, uh, would you be praying alongside us as a church family? Um, and then commit. So we don't need to know which site you plan to attend. We're not collecting that information. We're just letting people go where they want to go, settle where they want to settle, and we will uh, reassess within the first three, six, nine, twelve months. What we do need to know is where you plan to volunteer. And so in your packet, you're going to get a list of our volunteer needs. It will also have a point person for each opportunity. What we're asking you to do is to think through within the next two weeks where you might like to serve and to let that person know by two weeks. And that gives us two weeks to turn around and get schedules going and be prepared on our end. So that would be August 11th, I believe. Um, so you get this information today, you'll pray, you'll process, you'll think through where you might want to serve, you'll let the point person know um, by mid-August so that we're ready to go September 1st. Um, let's see here. I think that's about it on my end, so I'm going to pass it on to Ken, and then I'll be back up at the end.
Well, uh, obviously, Bruce didn't get the memo of the appropriate shirt to wear this morning. Me and Dave kind of looking the same this morning. So, I want to talk about the importance of the church body in prayer. Um, kind of what we need from you as a church. Um, and this is true for Winterville, and this is going to be true for Uptown. Uh, we need to love one another. We need to be intentional. What I mean by that is I can say I love my wife, but if I'm never intentional about loving my wife, she don't really know it. Um, also, look for ways to love each other, to be good to each other. Alexander kind of uh, touched on it, but pray. Just pray for the church family as we go through this transition. Um, pray for the session. We, we need and want your prayers. Pray for the diaconate. Pray for Dave and John Paul as this is going to change what their weeks look like. Uh, pray for the logistics committee as they're trying to navigate through all the changes and what things are going to look like. Uh, pray for Beverly, uh, Beth, Lizzie, and Jenny Suggs. They do a huge job of the nursery and with uh, continued education for our children and just what that's going to look like for them. So just pray for them. Pray for, that the gospel will be proclaimed clearly and for God to be glorified in both here in Winterville and Uptown. Also, we need to be patient. Um, we're going to mess up. Things aren't going to go as planned. Um, be prepared to be inconvenienced. And I don't know about y'all, but I hate to be inconvenienced. I hate to have to wait for something, you know. So I think just be prepared to be inconvenienced. Things are going to look and feel different from day one, six months from now. I kind of thought of the analogy of when you're having your first child, you kind of prepare for your first child. You, you get the nursery ready, you buy diapers, you buy the books, you walk the videos. I mean, you've got all the monitors, you buy stuff that you never knew even existed. And then you have the baby. And then week one, it wasn't nothing like you thought. But month one, it's completely different than week one. And come month six, it completely looks different than week one or month one. So just be, be patient as we're going through this time. Also, we need to meet new people. Um, move to people, new people that are outside of your circle of friends, which can be hard. We tend to are drawn to the people that we're in friendships with and we hang with. Um, invite new people to your small group uh, and bring them in. If you're not involved in a small group, get involved in a small group so you can meet new people. Go to church with new people after church. You know, just say, hey, let's go to lunch. You know, get to know people. Some of the things Alexander kind of touched on is we, how y'all, how we can all support our church. Um, be willing and open to what support our church looks like. And that could be various ways from like, uh, April will never argue with you if you want to help her set up communion. Um, she'll also never argue with you if you want to help set up coffee. Uh, we take it for granted that all that stuff just appears, but if you be willing to do that, be willing to teach Sunday school. Um, be willing to do potentially sound and PowerPoint. Um, I know firsthand we could always use more people to do sound and PowerPoint. Um, nursery. Um, and again, worship at one side and be willing and open to serve at the other. As we move towards uptown, 
We're excited to see what God is doing in the life of CPC. And we really, our desire is for both sides here at Winneville and Uptown to grow and thrive. Thank you. So at this point, the deacons are going to hand out the information booklet that we have prepared for you. Like Dave said, we tried to anticipate any and every question you might have. <laughs> Undoubtedly, we missed something. And so, again, please feel free to reach out to your leadership. We, we don't want to withhold any information from you. We want to answer any questions you might have. We want to pray with you. We want to help you discern um, where you might consider attending. So we are an open book, as much, as, as much information as we have. <clears throat> The unity of our church is really important to us, um, and so we are praying that God would continue to unify our body. The way we are looking at this launch is one church in two locations, and so similarly to how we have had two services in the past, uh, we will be one church worshiping in Winterville and in Uptown, and again, I hope it excites you that we are expanding and moving towards people, just like when you're in a small group and your small group becomes two it's sad because you miss people and yet you rejoice that your small group is growing and expanding. And so I wanna encourage you to read over this information. Um, again, we tried to include any and every question you might have as much information that we have. I'm gonna ask the logistics team, if you're here, um, maybe the elders as well, just to be up front where you have some time on the back end. And so if you had some questions turning around in your mind as we were talking, Come up and ask us. Um, we would love to grab coffee with you, shoot us an email, anything that we can do to help answer your questions we are willing and wanting to do. Um, but again, this is an exciting season for our church. Um, this is, is a pretty historic season for our church. And so um, I pray that you will rejoice with us um, as a church family and that you will look for ways that you can be part of making this transition smooth. So... Um, Okay, so I'm going to close this in prayer. Again, logistics team and elders, if you wouldn't mind just being up front for the next 10, 15 minutes, that would be helpful. Um, okay. All right, let's pray. Does anybody not have a booklet? We're good? Okay, and big thanks to Cindy. Doesn't this look so good? Yes, Cindy on the booklet. Yes, give her a big thank you. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you that you are a God that moved towards, moves towards people, Lord, and that you moved towards us, that you didn't say in heaven that you didn't consider something to be grasped, but that you made yourself nothing, that you became a servant, that you took on human likeness, and that you sacrificed for us, Lord, that you were inconvenienced for our sake, Lord. And so I thank you that your example is one that we can follow and has motivated us as a church family to reach towards people in our community, Lord. I thank you for how you're at work uptown. I thank you for all of those who are living and working and at school in that area. I thank you that we have the privilege of having a presence right there in, in that particular part of our city. God, I pray your blessing upon this endeavor, as we believe it's, it's a step of obedience in the way that you've called our congregation to move. God, I pray that you would be 
um, near to our congregants in this time of transition. It is change, and I know that can be unnerving. And so I pray, Lord, that you would come and comfort our congregants as you excite them about the vision that you've given our church. And I pray that you would stir us to action, that you would um, move us to be inconvenienced and to serve in ways that may not be um, practical or um, may not work best for our schedule, and yet we want to give and serve to make this happen, Lord. And above all, we just want you to be glorified in our city. We want to be faithful in loving you and loving um, your people and in loving our city. And so I pray, Father, that this move towards Uptown would be um, a sweet offering in that direction, Lord. Um, so um, bless our congregation in this effort um, that we might be a blessing to our city. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.